Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. Andrew. And I'm Jessica. And welcome to Swimcast, the podcast where Jessica makes me watch movies generally from the 90s. Movies that she watched as a teenager and were near and dear to her heart. But I didn't see because I was a grown ass man living in Japan at the time. I just want to put out a disclaimer here. Disclaimer this podcast lacks facts, accuracy, and truth, whatever that is. It's merely the random opinions of two random people. If you want facts and truthiness, look elsewhere. <laughs> you're, you're implying that not everything I say is true? How dare you? That's <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while, because as we've found, it's kind of hard to find those movies, we mix things up a little bit. Sometimes we flip it up. And Andrew makes me watch things from the 80s that I haven't seen. So far, I've enjoyed all of them, but they haven't been too weird. But I've, I've forbidden him from the really weird things. <laughs> and sometimes, like today, we will bring you a sode, a mini episode of a shorter program that we watch and hopefully <laughs> a shorter episode of recording where uh, we try not to exceed the length of what we've watched. So we started last time watching the series uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the 1981 miniseries yes. from the BBC. So uh, today we're going to dive into episode two. Excellent. So before we get to the episode, uh, we usually talk about a few things. So I have a question, a burning question, and I would like you to answer it. What color is cream soda? There's two answers. It's either pink or white. No, there's only one answer. <laughs> the, the right color nope. or the wrong color. Nope, nope. It depends. It depends. If you're if you're going artisanal, artisanal cream soda, like a Jones soda, it's clear. But if you're going for, for crush, it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the more traditional color? Well, like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna say pink because like when I was a kid, like cream, crushed cream soda was the cream soda. But then you have your your Mr. Freeze Freezies. The cream soda flavor is white, which I also grew up with. Oh so. wow! Okay, you 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 yeah. you really got me there. Uh, okay, well. Oh, you're gonna say the real answer is kind of a light brown, aren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because that is it's. That sounds like something that somebody punked you with. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is the super art is anal cream oh, soda. Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> cream soda flavor is vanilla, right? Is it vanilla? So, yeah. Okay. And like vanilla extract, like pure vanilla extract is brown. Oh, okay. I, I, I see where you're going with the, the brown liquid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason for this. There's plenty of brown soda, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Your colas, your root beers, 
Oh yeah, especially root beer is definitely brown. Your, your Red Bulls are also kind of like an amber, an amber color. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what triggered this was that Caroline was out this morning and she brought back some food and part of the set was that you got a pop. So she brought home a cream soda, but it is the of the crush variety. So it's a bright red. And yeah. so, so Caroline says, oh, but that's not the real cream soda color. It's, you know, real cream soda is clear. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> so you were supposed to be the tiebreaker, but uh, you, you're, you're like solidly sitting on that fence. <laughs> I have, I have too much cream soda nuance. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you bring in brown liquid cream soda. I mean, if it was like a rapid fire and I didn't have a chance to overthink the question, which I do, I would have said pink. Pink is my would be my number one answer. So Excellent you can, you answer. Can tell <laughs> 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 yeah, because it's crush. It's part of the crush trifecta. You have your grape crush, your orange crush, and your cream soda. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's move oh, on. Oh, now I really want cream soda. Damn. Let's move on to the Douglas Adams banter. Sure. So, do you have any insights into your life about Douglas Adams? Not today, man. My my mind is an empty void. I am here only to respond. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, this was something that I had to bite my tongue not to bring up last time because it actually comes up in the first episode. But in the 80s, at some point, I can't remember what year, I'm not even sure. I'm sure it was like a book promo tour. The only one that seems to make sense would be when it was um, Douglas Adams did a book with a zoologist. It was called Last Chance yes. to See. I and, have read that, and yes. I did a book report on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like my only other anecdote. Oh, man, we're going to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the next <laughs> four. <laughs> I think it might have been that book tour that he actually came to Toronto. So my friend, who kind of got me into reading the Hitchhiker's books, uh, and I went to the the live event where I guess they, they, they talked about the new book, but then there was a Q&A. And so there was somebody in the audience who got up on the microphone and asked the question because he never understood it. And I'm kind of glad he did because I never really understood it either. I just would nod and go, sure. So he, he asked Douglas Adams to explain what is so unpleasant about being drunk. And then Ford says, you ask a glass of water. Yeah. And everyone in the audience is like laughing because they, they get the joke. But yeah. Douglas Adams had to say the line about four or five times in a row. Oh, that's so awkward. Before the guy actually finally got it. And I will, oh. I will totally admit, <laughs> I didn't understand the joke until that day too. thinkers for sure but like the, describing it in a room full of people like I've definitely had experiences where somebody else has asked something and I've realized something 
way, way too late. But just picturing being there and just like kind of a silence and the awkwardness of any sort of audience interaction. We've been to stuff before. You know how like I want to crawl into like into my skin when <laughs> any sort of unplanned audience interaction happens. Oh, right. Like I just yes. want to like turtle myself because it's the most awkward thing ever. Like I can't. I've been once to like Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, where right. interaction happens and I'm like, no, I hate it so <laughs> much. I'm just so embarrassed. Uh, oh, because you're not in on the joke. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm in on the joke, but I'm just so embarrassed for people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Like my secondhand embarrassment is stronger than my firsthand embarrassment. <laughs> when people do something, I'm just like, no, 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 don't do that. That's so embarrassing. Don't do that. <laughs> Well, all I can say is I thank that stranger in the crowd who had the guts to ask the question that I didn't get either. And I might still not understand it to this day if that guy hadn't been <laughs> been the, the, the center of everyone's kind of, you know, laughing at him for not getting it. Oh, man, he robbed me of the opportunity to, like, burn you on that so hard. <laughs> can you imagine the... Can you imagine the content if I was able to explain the joke to you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, Jessica. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if reading it or hearing it would make a difference. Because, like, I, well, I knew it was coming in the, on the first episode. But I wonder if sometimes, like, hearing a joke, because the teller will have, the, like, a sarcastic tone, makes it easier to understand as opposed to reading it. Oh, I, I've definitely had that. Yeah. But that was Douglas Adams' style, though. Like, if you didn't get that, like, so many of his other jokes rely on kind of that wordplay. Again, yeah, like the hanging in the air, like bricks don't. Yes. Like, what a weird <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> you go, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it actually reminds me of when I was much earlier in, in uh, primary school, me and a whole bunch of other guys at our recess and lunch breaks, we'd all get together and tell stupid eight-year-old jokes. And uh, somebody would tell a joke and then we'd all laugh except for our one friend. And, and he'd just be like, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and so every time it would be like this, it's like he just didn't get the jokes. And then, so the next year, we'd do the same thing, and somebody would tell a joke, and then we'd all laugh, including this friend of ours. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he'd be like, I, I didn't get that joke. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, when you told that story for some reason, like, when you said, like, when you were eight, hanging around on the playground, I just had this picture of, like, a mini version of you. <laughs> like on a little like stage <laughs> with like a brick wall <laughs> like backdrop <laughs> and like 1990s like or 80s comic like a blazer with like rolled up sleeves but on an eight-year-old <laughs> on an eight-year-old but like you as an eight-year-old like present day present day shrunk oh. down to eight-year-old size <laughs> same hairline Yep. <laughs> and glasses and everything. <laughs> my my eight-year-old yuck yuck set. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, is this thing on? 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird. <laughs> but it's making me. Have you heard about this new thing called computers? Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> Take my wife, please. please. Yeah. The Susquehanna Hat Company. Why I oughta. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh man. Yeah, I think for the most part of my life, I've never been that last person to get a joke. Like I've been slow sometimes, but I've never, I'm never that one friend, you know. <laughs> like where, yeah, you just. You just feel sorry for them. You're like, oh, bless you. You're trying. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Anyway. We're already, we're, I think, well, I mean, we've, got, we've already had a lot of outtakes, but we're already at 50 minutes. Should we watch, watch the sode? <laughs> yes, let's do it. We're back from the episode. So uh, we're just talking before we uh, hit record that uh, we're not sure if we even did a proper recap of what episode one was. I'm sure it was probably understandable, but in episode one, there's a lot of the setup of who the main characters are. And really, it's just the destruction of Earth and getting on the Vogon ship. So yeah. now we're into episode two, where they're on the Vogon ship, they get captured, and uh, they have Vogon poetry read to them. Then they get thrown off the Vogon ship and picked up by the infinite improbability drive in the Heart of Gold. And we meet Zaphod, Trillion, and Marvin. So Oh yes, Marvin. There's... The best character <laughs> that's ever been written. Uh, inappropriately named because he's not paranoid. He's depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, because he has a genuine people personality. That's right. <laughs> and he is like clinically and chronically depressed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a recap of where we are in the Hitchhiker story. And uh, so where do we want to pick it up from? Yeah, because like, so we watched two whole episodes and very little has actually happened because I said there's so many cutaways. <laughs> I said it's like Family Guy. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like two minutes of story and then some completely non sequitur or sometimes related cutaways to like amazing 80s graphics of <laughs> the guide explaining something or the Encyclopedia Galactica explaining something or like a flashback to Earth when like the the clothes are so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about the party in the Islington flat. Yes, exactly. And just like, oh, this 1980 <laughs> England, London look, oh, so good. <laughs> Well, one thing that I noticed was 
I am pretty sure that Douglas Adams makes a, a cameo, even though he's not credited in the, the credits at the end of the show. But when they're doing random people on Earth, he kind of shows up as just a, a background extra. Right. Well, not a featured extra, I'd well, say. Well, that's so, true. Yeah, it was right yeah. at the beginning of the episode when they were saying how, like, Earth, it's like some people think that humans made a mistake coming down from the trees in the first place. <laughs> and it's, it shows a man kind of counting his money and walking around the city sort of forlornly and then eventually stripping naked and walking into the sea. Right, so we get a great <laughs> back profile and bare butt of uh, Douglas Adams as he throws yeah. his money on the beach and walks back into the sea. Yeah, I was like, that's such a mood, just like walking into the sea. But yeah, because he wasn't credited, but I, I googled a photo of him and it was definitely him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like that the BBC could show bums in 1981. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I guess it's, it's cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was in no way sexual. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, that It's also a funny scene because they talk about how people on Earth are obsessed with the movements of small green pieces of paper. And it's not that the green pieces of paper are upset, but the humans seem to be. Oh, yes. Money's quite happy with itself. <laughs> British money isn't even green, so that's oh, a funny oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so they're they're purposely making a like a U.S. dollar reference. Yeah, because I, I it was only recently that some color has been added to U.S. money. Yeah, and not like they haven't changed the whole color. They've just added some colors just to help make it harder to counterfeit. Right, because yeah. I, I've certainly heard, you know, Americans refer to Canadian money as monopoly money because yeah, we have so such stupid. crazy bright colors. <laughs> no, like we're not unusual in that. Most countries have different color money for the different denominations, even have different sizes for the different denominations. Yeah, I hate the different size yeah. one, but uh, yeah, different color certainly makes it easier that you don't throw down the wrong bill. Yeah, but that's what the different sizes helps with too. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like, in England, like, a hundred pound note. So, like, you have to, like, fold it in half multiple times to fit it in your wallet. Yeah, and try and fold uh, our plastic money now. Oh, yeah. Boyoing. <laughs> but it helps. I have put it through the wash before, so... Ah. <laughs> and not destroyed it. Nice. Well, one of the things that comes up, of course, is Vogon poetry <laughs> being the third yeah. worst in the galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, used as a form of torture. <laughs> yes. And that the the worst poetry was actually a woman in London. And I'm sure that that uh, Douglas Adams was taking a swipe at somebody, an actual English poet that he didn't care for. Or maybe just someone he knew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> from, from college. An ex-girlfriend, perhaps. <laughs> oh, could be. Could be. 
Yeah, I had a hard time focusing on the poetry because the Vogon costumes oh, were yes. so... It's like somebody went to Michael's and, <laughs> and you're like, why do the Vogons look different from each other? I'm like, they ran out of the craft supplies and had to improvise with something else. <laughs> slightly well, different shade of green, <laughs> slightly different like orange fuzzy eyebrows. The nose was different too. It was... Yeah. Uh, definitely they spent more time and, and budget on the captain as they did the uh, the underling character. Yeah. <laughs> and they they certainly were the Star Trek, like the original series Star Trek type alien where they're humanoid, they've just bulked them up in fat suits and painted them green. Yeah, well they had they had face prosthetics too. Like they they weren't just painted green. <laughs> Because some of the cutaways, they had some blue aliens this time that were people that were just painted blue. <laughs> like last time there was the, the green lady and this time there was some blue people. True. And it was kind of funny too, because I remember even in the book, uh, the whole thing where the Vogon captain asks, what did you think of my poetry? And Arthur starts lying, which totally mm -hmm. catches Ford off guard at first. And, and it was just this thing of, well, I guess humans are really good at lying, where maybe aliens in the universe don't lie as much. Or maybe it was just Ford's species, because that was kind of his thing, where he was... Oh yeah, he was very of, very honest, yeah. Yeah, like brutally honest. <laughs> and matter of fact, better of factly. Yeah, oh like, my God, and... he's Dutch. <laughs> No, he's Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, just like as so many things in this where, where you try to figure out where the budget went. When they were had the lengthy cutaway of how the infinite improbability drive was created. Mm. At one point there were just balloons, like latex party balloons. <laughs> supposed to be looking like something science-y. No, 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 no. Did, did you miss the bit of the, the narration where they said after a party that was very unsuccessful? What? This, yeah. <laughs> I, totally, I totally missed that. That's why there was like streamers oh and, my God. and the balloons. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the streamers, you thought they were underpants. <laughs> okay. Well, they, I thought that was just They'd just done budget. a whole thing of... of using their fancy machines to make all the undergarments of the the ladies move one foot to the left. Right. I thought because similarly on the Heart of Gold spaceship, their computer was just spewing out just <laughs> streams of paper. So I thought it was the same thing. No, there is oh, a, there's that. a line about okay. how after an unsuccessful party and okay. one of the younger scientists had stuck around to clean up, and that's how it how it all gets discovered. Right, okay. You know, he has a, this bright idea. But okay, well, it doesn't change the fact that it's incredibly low budget. Because then that also takes me to Zaphod, who has two heads, one of which is just made out of paper mache. It is very low budget. It's yeah, and his three arms, which one of them just kind of sits there. And at one point, when they try to animate his third arm it's clearly like you know that thing where someone sticks their arms through your arm yes <laughs> yes earlier too two of the arms are tucked into pockets so yeah. <laughs> because i'm sure that his other arm is actually up inside of the puppet head moving it about oh right 
Right. Right. Oh it's, my god. It's really bad effects, but uh, oh, yeah. charming at the same time, I guess. Oh, totally. It's oh, it's cult. It's kitsch. <laughs> oh, and I did have one thing that uh, <laughs> I wrote down here is that 80s Canadian rocker Gowan totally stole Zaphod Beeblebrox's hairstyle. Holy shit. So <laughs> true. <laughs> Gowan. Strange animal. Yes. Oh, man. It's super mullety. But this time, like, oh. like when I was looking, though, I didn't realize how they'd done super mega extensions on his eyebrows. Because his eye... Oh, maybe they didn't. Those are probably just his eyebrows. Because no, 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 no. Was... Because they were like mm. six feet or six inches long and curled and, and trailing still... into his hair. I still think they could be his real eyebrows <laughs> because they clearly... Like, British TV to this day is not concerned with casting attractive people. <laughs> so, especially men. Especially men. So, <laughs> I just assumed he had unruly eyebrows. And they that, just made it work. That is true. Uh, there, there's certainly been British series where I'm like, this character is being portrayed as like this super stud who, you know, picks up women left and right and I'm looking and going, really? <laughs> I, I don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, like I established last time, I'm like pasty and British, like ah. it's, it's my type, <laughs> but there's a line. <laughs> I also thought there was kind of interesting thing where uh, the the Vogon underling who's marching the two to the airlock to throw them off, he keeps yelling, resistance is useless, resistance is useless. And that really kind of made me think, it's like, whoa, we the Borg, yeah, resistance <laughs> is futile. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder if there's a bit of an oh. homage there. That, that was kind of cool. You'd have to do some research for that though. I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, the only research we kind of did was because everyone in this seems so familiar. Like, right. I'm still trying to figure out who Ford reminds me of. Like, I know he himself as an actor isn't who he's reminding me of, but I'm still trying to place that. And I even said Zaphod. He sounds like if you close your eyes, he sounds like Eric Idle. Exactly. Yes. But, but yeah, so when we looked at each of the dudes. <laughs> so Arthur Ford and Zephod's filmography, they're all just theater actors. They don't have a filmography on their wiki page. They just have a couple paragraphs under career where it says, oh yeah, they had bit parts and this and that, but they were mostly a theater actor and they're all, they were, yeah, they're all still alive. They're all in their seventies now. Right. But yeah, we wouldn't know them from anything else. Not like now today, when you watch anything now British, I always say there are five British actors because <laughs> everybody is in everything. Yes, like you very watch true. Game of Thrones and you're like, oh, it's that. Like everybody's been on Game of Thrones, Downton Abbey, or Harry Potter or something. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the guy from that, or that mini, and then every mini series, it's like somebody's made it to Game of Thrones somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
And there were some other interesting things like they had a bunch, they were talking about these, all these scientists and they were doing kind of shots of these science, scientists working and you called them evil Spock scientists. Oh my God, the goatees, like, no, no, the not goatees, Van Dykes. Yes. <laughs> and, and this crazy eye makeup on them too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the very cat eye, swoopy, pointy eyebrows. Yes, and it certainly was like in Star Trek where they go to the mirror, the mirror universe or the the evil universe. What do they yeah. call that? I think it's on Deep Space Nine. It is the mirror universe. Okay. But I don't. I never watched enough of the original series, so I don't know what they called it. Mm. Bizarro worlds. <laughs> no, there's definitely Superman. was there, there's like one famous uh, episode from the original series where they go to this other universe where everything is the other way around. Everyone's evil. The upside and, down. <laughs> and everyone has a goatee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you know someone is evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Facial hair. Facial hair, totally. Facial yeah. Hair. Yeah, a mustache to twirl. Yes. <laughs> when they're doing evil. <laughs> I also like the fact that when we got introduced to the starship Heart of Gold, the model that they have for it is all rounded and curved and no sharp edges. Unlike the Vogon ship, which is all hard edges and things jutting out of it. Right. Well, it was supposed to, it's, it was top of the line, right? That's right. The, the plot is that it was this brand new ship and brand new technology and Zaphod, who was president, what, galactic president? Yes. was supposed to christen it and he stole it. <laughs> yeah, they did gloss over a little bit there, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> total Zaphod. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> and he's everything, he was giving everything points for style. <laughs> <laughs> and also like when, when somebody's going to come in, he's worried about what chair should I be sitting in so that I look oh, the yeah. coolest. <laughs> yeah, the most nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> and then the infinite improbability drive, uh, it feels very much like a psychedelic trip. And <laughs> No, it's totally like MacGuffin technology because <laughs> it's the way of explaining how everything is super convenient, right? That's Where true. Where it was like, how convenient is it that they were happened to be rescued? Oh, it's because it existed in all probabilities. And the fact that Zaphod and Ford are what, third semi-cousins <laughs> and they have three of the same mothers, <laughs> mothers. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that... Arthur, when Zaphod goes to introduce Zaphod, <laughs> Arthur goes, we've met. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out that Zaphod has gone to Earth and disguised himself as a guy named Phil right. at a party and scooped... Trisha McMillan. Scooped, yeah, scooped Arthur on get, getting off with this, this beautiful woman at a party who's Trisha McMillan, who is known as Trillian, who is also on the ship. So all these things explained by this infinite improbability drive. There was one problematic scene in the whole infinite improbability drive. There was more than one. <laughs> well, I'm talking about <laughs> Penguin Face because <laughs> at oh, least he had a big making... penguin beak on, but it was like, 
Mm, okay, well, we'll just gloss over this. It was this. a little black facey for it was a bit rough. Uh, there were, I mean, you don't think making women's undergarments disappear was slightly problematic? <laughs> Equal opportunity undergarment <laughs> disappearance, please. Yeah, it was a very 80s scientist vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like how they always say on Star Trek, it's always old man scientist with yes. hot babe assistant, young hot babe assistant. <laughs> Yeah, that was a trope that carried on into even TNG, the whole series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, oh, now I need to go write my own science fiction where it's like old lady scientists with like young, hot, babe, male assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did that once on TNG. I think they flipped it once, but, uh. Well, doesn't... Um... Maybe it was like the, the, the sex ghost that lived in the candle. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Best episode ever, which is like notoriously the worst TNG episode ever, but it's the best. The Scottish sex ghost. Wow, that's almost like a Highlander crossover. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, wow. I just, oh, I need one streaming service to consolidate all of the 80s and 90s into one place for me. <laughs> like up to like 2001, just like everything in one place. Okay, Jessica. So we haven't introduced too many new character, but um, are there any cute guys in this episode for you? <laughs> we, we've introduced Zaphod. Like, oh God, oh. <laughs> Most repulsive. But I was, I was like watching this, I was like, oh man, this is so slim pickings. I'm like the Arthur Dent's likeness in the guide, the like computer generated line drawing. <laughs> oh, but then, but then there was the, the intergalactic newscaster, like the, the gender bending like newscaster guy. Right. I was like, oh. Oh, I like him. <laughs> well, he was very he was funny like, the way he'd read a one sentence and throw yeah, a page behind throw him. Throw the paper. I know he's like <laughs> Zaphod, who, who once galactic president throws the paper, took the heart of gold, throws the paper. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he had on like really heavy eyeliner <laughs> and like bright red lipstick and like this deep gelled side part. <laughs> but he was quite pretty. He was quite pretty. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I mean, Slim Pickens in the 80s in British TV, they were just like, let's find the ugliest men possible. I don't think Britain had yet started to generate super hot men at this point. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, Sean, Sean Connery is Scottish, so still doesn't count. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I don't even need to bother asking you, right? <laughs> um, like, there was all, because the, the, the 70s, 80s, they were like, oh, here's a bunch of ladies in bikinis for like no matter what their role was but yes please speak for yourself andrew speak oh i'm glad you mentioned answer. the bikinis because yeah. i was explain gonna say... yourself <laughs> i was gonna say nobody because i was actually um kind of disappointed by trillion mm. oh but her outfit was so good really <laughs> yes oh my god it was incredible loved it <laughs> 
Which one? Because the first one was like halfway to bikini, and then she changed. The, the, did she? Yeah, well, she like changed. The red, the red one. It was like a red one piece, but like. No, but when yeah, she came back great. with the drinks, she had changed. She into a different. Yes. Yeah, because well, she had put on kind of uh, like a long dress or okay. a long skirt the, to it. The short one, like the it was literally a one piece bathing suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I But with, like, amazing crimped hair. Oh, my God. Such see, a look. See, I guess I'm I'm thinking too much of the radio play where it's a, a different uh, voice actress. And Who's probably, like, an old, old woman. <laughs> well, I don't know, because she's supposed to be a young woman. But the thing is, she's super smart. And I thought in the TV series, it was like, uh she is super smart, but she plays it in kind of this airhead style, which was like, eh, not working for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, she, no, that's why, because she is, because she's like, she runs the probability drive, because Zaphod is stupid. He can't, he can't run anything, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm glad you reminded me bikinis, because there was the commercial for the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation showing a girl in a bikini at the beach playing with a robot that looks like Marvin. And yeah, it was, it was like, a beach ball. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there. <laughs> that was that was quite the bikini, too. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and was there, no, because at the party there weren't, like, the sexy greed lady last time. There wasn't, there was a woman, but she was kind of just a generic... Oh, Blue like the alien woman. party. Yeah. Yeah, the alien no, party. No, nobody, nobody really stood out there, so. <laughs> no, me neither. I was hoping. I was like, ooh, cutaway. Maybe something for Jessica? No, nothing. <laughs> yeah, because even I was looking around the party and going, oh, yeah, the, nobody here is that good looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they all had, like, the dopest clothes. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, okay, I dread asking you this because we covered it last time. But uh, with very disturbing results. But, and I feel like we don't have to do it six times. But, Andrew, is there porn of this? Is there a porn of it? Is there a porn of it? Internet rule 34 says there is. Porn. Porn. <laughs> yes, you're right. We don't have to do this six times. So... Uh, I, I did a little more research and... Uh, oh my God, keywords. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I went... Boolean operators. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I went back as uh, you suggested and uh, I searched just the word galaxy. And so first of all, don't panic. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> it, is, it is not a hitchhiker's guide porn. It is a Star-Lord porn. Star Lord. Yes. Like Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> yes. I found. Oh, an, no. It's an actual porn parody called Nardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and not only that, it, there was more than one. I found like a different one that was like, uh, like a, a clip from a different porn parody of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> And, okay, um, and there were relations with a green alien, which, of course, is Gamera. Gamera, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so asking for a friend, does porn Star-Lord look like Chris Pratt? 
I guess, though, so, well, you know, they're not really focused on the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought uh, I, I had to share this with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Also, the, the term galaxy brings up some other non-parody relate it's not a not a parody of guardians of the galaxy but there are some animated things to do with galaxy oh, not um emmanuel in space <laughs> no, no is that a thing i i'm yes. sure i'm sure I, it I, is yeah because i was i well like i said listening to worst idea of all time their current season they're watching all of the emmanuel softcore porn series and there's a whole series from the 90s that's emmanuel in space Oh wow! And I'm so curious because like, I'm the way so they jealous. That's that, so funny. <laughs> I'm I'm so jealous because we can't totally rip off that idea now. I I am not watching pornography with you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too. Weird. Although there was a, a skit on Saturday Night Live last night about bachelor parties and how it's a time-honored tradition to get boners with your friends. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, it was pretty funny. Anyways, ew, on that disgusting note, I think we should wrap up because we, I think, exceeded our time limit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, we have. So, Jessica, where can we find us on the internet? On the internet, we are probably most active on the Instagram at Swimcast, S-W-Y-M cast, or Twitter at Swimcast, <laughs> or email Swimcast at gmail.com. Yeah, not not Google.com. That's, that's incorrect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at Google.com. Oh, and we have something brand new. What? It only, it only took me a year and a half to get it done. But <laughs> relax, relax, everything's fine. <laughs> you, you sound very suspicious and nervous. Uh, which, granted, I do tend to... Never mind. Um, <laughs> you can now find us at swimcast.com and swimcast.ca. So... Those Ooh, are just we, we're legit now. Yes. Are they, are they just re, they're just redirect pages, right? Because right now they're just knows how to <laughs> just design a website. Exactly. We don't have a web page. They're just redirecting to the SoundCloud page for uh, the podcast. But it, you know, if you're looking for us, you can uh, type in those into Google and into your browser, and you can go directly to the SoundCloud page. I'm but. disappointed that we have don't have .biz, .org, <laughs> or .co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only so much I want to spend on that. <laughs> I'm sure they're available, but I'm just, yeah. We got the .com, we got the .ca. Oh, that's good enough. <laughs> we, don't, right, cool. we don't need the guess... .podcast. <laughs> oh, .pod, is that a yeah. thing? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> oh. I mean, we got, we got the important ones. Yes. Now we just have to figure out how to design a website. Oh my God. I took a class 
in university in computer science 100 in HTML. <laughs> I hope you like animated GIFs. <laughs> Do you've got one of those under construction and GIFs? And a cursor that changes color. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What's it? What was it? What was it called? The like the web hosting. Oh, GeoCities. GeoCities. <laughs> yes. You can find us at geocities.swimcast.com. Yes. It, it only works on Netscape. <laughs> find us on at G, uh, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> oh, man. And okay. uh, on that note, good night. Bye. See ya. Hi there, Stermonics here. Thanks for being a true hardcore fan and sticking around. It's well worth it today. We have four outtakes from this episode, so stay tuned for that. Before that, we have our feature song, which is a piece of music I composed as background music, and it's entitled Naga Viper.
I'm Andrew. And I'm Jessica. And welcome to Swimcast, the podcast where Jessica makes me watch things. Oh, fuck. No, this is... You can still have the same intro. Yeah, okay, okay. Then we have to switch it over and to then, And then, yeah, so sewed. after you say what we normally do, then I'll explain the so. How about that? Okay, let's, let's restart. <laughs> oh, man, this does not bode well. <laughs> we need outtakes, so... Uh, <laughs> the inability to start our own show is... Uh, not <laughs> so thrilling. It, it's telling, yeah. <laughs> So, before we get to the movie, what's new with you, Jessica? Anything? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, is there, but not podcast related. Um, Anything else that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought we were going to Douglas Adams banter before each one. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I and I didn't mean to try and steer it to that topic at all. That, that's not what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> well, then we're back to my normal answer of no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got outtake number two already. <laughs> and we're only three and a half minutes in. Okay, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh I'll... my god. Okay. So, um, okay, I'll start that again. And because uh, I, I have a couple of things. Uh, some Sure. Douglas Adams banter and one other thing that you're not expecting but don't worry oh good (laughs) (laughs) okay so I'll pick it up okay recording me too count it in okay five four three and we're back from the episode (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought you had more to say (laughs) okay I'll start that again (laughs) okay take three Uh, (laughs) okay um we need to do our last segment, our favorite segment, because I've got something. <laughs> oh no! Wait, I was—I had a—I had a few other things first. Oh, okay, okay. It's just we're already, we're already pushing forty minutes. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll save it for next time then. Okay, so yeah, two things. Yeah, I could save these. They're not relevant to this episode. They're just things that it reminded me of. Ah, uh, okay. <sighs> I, uh, okay. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them. Like, oh my god!